0: Good morning friends. Welcome to Moneyball Minute. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyball.com. You're joining me on Wednesday morning, April 27th. It's the second of two days off between games five and game six as the Dallas Mavericks head back to Utah to hopefully take control and end this series against the Utah Jazz there is a ton of Mavs content out in the world, and I want to talk about some of it to start off your day. Before we really get started, we had two very fun podcasts on the Mavs Moneyball feed. First, Josh and I's uh, recap podcast, and then we had a near well, it was over two hours green room that went or Spotify live, excuse me, that went well into about two thirty in the morning where. Um, Mark Stein joined me. Brian Damaris joined me. All sorts of Mavs fans. We just talked for a really long time. It was kind of a wild show. <laughs> we talked about way more than just the series. It was kind of a cathartic conversation between friends. I hope you guys give that uh, sort of thing a look. Now, to get right to the Mavs content, um, at MavsMoneyBall.com, Josh Bo wrote a short piece that we published on Tuesday morning uh, that needed some tracking data. Otherwise, it would have gone up late, late Monday night. And it's called the Mavs. Game 5, win against the Jazz, showcase the gap between the two teams. Josh has just been supremely confident this entire time. And, it, it, you know the fact that the series is 3-2 now, the Mavericks really dominated the other night. He just thinks that the Dallas Mavericks are significantly better and, and where the two teams are playing right now and kind of maps out why. Um, the second story Doyle, Raider wrote uh, where he, he you know writes about how Donovan Mitchell credited Dorian Finney-Smith's defense for his offensive struggles. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Donovan said, I give credit to Finney-Smith. I've been saying that since the beginning of the year, pretty much. This wasn't one of my best games of my career, let alone on the playoffs, the looks I have gotten haven't been the easiest. You've got to find a way, and then you know Finney Smith is 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 just so funny. Where he, I'm, I'm looking for the the specific quote, he said, "Yeah, okay, here he He said, "I appreciate Mitchell's acknowledgement of or, no." The exact quote is, "I appreciate it," meaning the acknowledgement of of uh, his defense. But we got one more. Hopefully, he can keep struggling. But he's a great player. He's going to make tough shots, and he can explode quickly. It's just a good story talking about this sort of thing because it's it's this series is close to wrapping up I think the Jazz know their beat and so they're you know trying to find a um, kind of more gracious way out but again they have to play the game and being in Utah on Thursday night late is going to be quite interesting um then sort of the story that it ended up dominating the pregame uh up until the Mavericks beat the Jazz in game five was a really long story by Tim McMahon ESPN's uh you know kind of multi-city staff writer about Jalen Brunson talking about how um, Rick Brunson, Jalen's father, said that he would have accepted, you know, the $55 million extension had it been offered to him before the deadline. And, you know, Mark Stein confirmed that he believes this is true too, but I'm still just very curious because even in January, the kind of talk around Mavstown was, how much money would you offer Jalen Brunson? Would you offer him four for 80? Uh, and right now it's, it's looking like you know the Mavericks might need to pay him like f- a full you know 25 million dollars per year for five years. they can offer him the extra year that's the that's the incentive in staying in Dallas and it's it's just kind of nuts. Um, this Brunson situation is is a legacy of Donnie Nelson. They offered Brunson four full years, but they never got a, 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 a there's no restricted aspect to his free agency um, because they he wanted all four years guaranteed. And I sort of think that they were even when they signed Brunson, they had an eye towards Giannis. Um And, you know, all their moves in 2018 and 2019 were indicative of a team that was building towards hopefully making a pitch for Giannis. And that just never happened because Giannis re-signed for the Mega Max or whatever the heck it's called. Anyways, this is a really long story. It's a thorough story. There's lots of things in it. And it's been aggregated to death already. And it kind of drove me nuts on um, Tuesday before the game where I kept having to explain to people, like, these aren't new stories. This is the same story. This is the wellspring. Please click through. And more importantly, read it. I understand that it's like we all are not very good at attention span anymore, but this was a good story, well-reported, and Tim McMahon did a great job, and I just really recommend it. A couple more things um, that I'm going to point to, and again, all these things are in the show notes, so you can go click it if you want to. Um is talk Franco and and Mike Pellucci over at D Magazine are you know they they were kind of writing a series or I mean they already see your series is called What We Saw What It Felt Like Mavs Jazz Game Five I don't want to spoil anything of it Is Talk did like a quick video breakdown and and Mike basically describes how fun it was to watch like it's it's a nice it's just a nice. Piece. I enjoy it then there's three things over at the athletic today that are worth pointing to the first was by Sam Amick and it's it's you know really about the jazz identity crisis but it's worth reading if you're a Mavs fan and it's it's just one of the many many things to that's come out over the past couple of uh well both Tuesday and let yeah two uh, largely on Tuesday about the, the Mavericks breaking the jazz um Number of podcasts, all sorts of stuff. Anyways, it's a good short story. I recommend it. It's in the notes. And then, uh, you know, Tim Cato wrote uh, a gamer piece that talks about why the the Mavericks being up three two versus the Jazz is very different than the Mavs being up three two versus the Clippers. Here's a thing that I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten that the Mavericks were up three two against the Clippers. I really had. Isn't that embarrassing? Um, They won Game Five. They won all the road games, and then Game Six was an all-time Kawhi performance. Um, And then Luke obviously went nuts in Game Seven, but it just wasn't even near close enough. Um, You know, Tim's a great writer. I always like recommending Tim. Um, And then uh, there's one more piece, Tony Jones, who is the Utah beat writer for the Athletic. Uh, wrote a heck of a gamer, um, you know. And if you don't know what a gamer is, just you know, recap story about what's happening with the Jazz, you know, what happened to the Jazz in Game uh, Five, and his thoughts and why. And like Tony's just a great writer, so it's it's in there. There's probably some more things over the Dallas Morning News, but. Like I say, whenever I try to you know you know point everybody in these sorts of directions, I want to keep these things as, as short as possible. Go head over to the Dallas Morning News, check out their work. Um, if you need more podcast content to listen to besides what I pointed you to, uh, Tim McMahon and Zach Lowe have a conversation at the end of uh, their show. The, um, the the Low Post, the mismatch with Kevin O'Connor and um what's wrong with me anyways they talk about uh the Mavericks for about 10 minutes Kevin was at the game really gave a lot of props to the crowd I thought that was a lot of fun I mean there's this is just the time of year where if you've been wondering what the national media think about the Mavericks you need to go find a podcast and listen because everyone is sharing their opinions um if you look into your podcast feed a little bit later today uh, probably on your way home from work I also recorded a show with the ringers Wozni Lambre, Big Woz, If you know who he is He hosts a show on the ringer called Full Court Fits And goes on just about every kind of podcast they have He is extremely opinionated about basketball And also extremely informed I just really like listening to him uh, Talk about basketball And we have a nice 25 minute conversation That will be on your way later today Uh, Thank you so much for giving me part of your morning, and uh, we'll talk soon. Go Mavs!